What's up? What's up, bitches? Welcome back to another episode of Positively Uncensored, your favorite reality TV and interview podcast. It's your host, Leah. Today, I'm so excited because I get to dive in to Squid Game the Challenge with Player 35. Make some noise. (laughs) I love that we both did it. So I'm sitting with Megan. I'm so excited. She's on Instagram at Megan Marie with three E's and an underscore at the end. Yes. And then on TikTok, there's no underscore, but... Megan Marie three is pretty much everywhere on the internet. And it's M-E-G-A-N for everyone. Like, how do you spell Megan? There's no H yeah. in it. Traditional. The boring way. I love this way. I love this way. It keeps it easy because when it's like Meg Han, you know, like I picture like Megan from um, Drake and Josh. Me too. That's what I, I used to play video games as a kid. And whenever I'd get on to like the little Call of Duty, like live little chat everyone be like Megan so I used to hate it but now I love it (laughs) right now that we're older we can look back on childhood trauma and go that was kind of funny I guess yeah no (laughs) exactly find the humor in it exactly so before I get into everything I want to tell everyone where are you from what do you do like let's get to know you a little since we didn't get to know you that much on the show Yeah, no, of course. I am from San Diego, California. I was born and raised there. So I like some Southern California girl through and through. I love it to pieces. I don't think I ever want to move, but I love to travel. But every time I'm traveling around, I'm like, oh, I wish I was home. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's so nice. Um, But yeah, I've lived there my whole life. I love the beach. I love fitness. I love health. I'm a personal trainer, but I don't do anything with it. I just have that little like certification under my belt. Um, But my nine to five, I'm a marketing director for a ravewear company. And then I also am an influencer like on the side. I say influencer, but I just love sharing my life on the internet. Um, So that's like a little ball rolled up into a ball short version of everything. <laughs> I was I was wondering how you went to so many raves or if you just loved the music, but so what do you do? Do you yeah. wear clothes there? I love the fashion. I think like my favorite part about it is like the music's obviously great and fun, but like I am really into the fashion portion, like especially in raves, you can just like wear whatever you want and like no one's like what the heck is she wearing? Um so I just like to get really like crazy and out there with my ideas. So I have like, I'm plotting a few right now, but they're, they're going to be really cool and I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, I've done like a cave woman outfit for like Lost Lands with the giant dinos. And I did like a little Barbie moment and there's, there's some fun stuff. I don't know. I could go on and on about it. <laughs> What's your favorite rave? Like, do, are you, if you had a preference of going to um, like Lost Lands, like we were just talking about or like Coachella, yeah. what would you pick? Um, definitely Lost Lands. I feel like it's a lot more like chill, but it's like really fun to just kind of run around and no one really cares. I feel like at Coachella, people are like extra like self-conscious about like how they look and what they're wearing. And I feel like it's simply opposite. So I love to just be a silly little goose and run around at Lost Lands this year. I actually like changed into like a flying squirrel onesie and I was just running around like flying. Yeah. I like (laughs) that. Super fun. There's yeah, I'm less going to judgment. Electric forest. Oh, yeah, exactly. Electric forest. Have you heard of it? 
I actually have because I'm from Ohio and is it not awesome. like either it's in Ohio in or Michigan? Near? Yes. So everyone from yeah. Ohio would always go to Electric go Forest. Over. <laughs> exactly. So what do you watch for reality television? Did you do any prep? Are you a big reality TV girl? I think you are. I am. Um, I grew up watching reality TV. Like me and my parents would sit down and just like watch the latest little show that was going on. Um, we love to watch Wipeout and like those little competition realities and like yes. Survivor. Um, so it was funny because I was actually on Wipeout. So that was like a whole like little dream that I got to like, it was like a full circle moment that I used to watch it growing up and then I got to be on it. Um, and I think that's like what started my little bug of wanting to do other reality shows. Um, but like, I love, I'm a, I'm a sucker for like the trashy reality dating shows. Same. Love watching them. I don't think I could ever be on one. The amount of times Love Island, like casting producers have reached out to me and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Not only am I in a relationship, but I just like that. I don't think I would be good at a reality dating show at all. I'd be like, fair, too picky. <laughs> Fair, fair. I always love um, the picky people, though, because I um, I think it's fun as opposed, usually, I'm not speaking for all women, but I think at one point in college or when you're early 20s, we can all say we've been like the bar was bare minimum. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like pretty yeah. low. So like to get to the point where it's like very high expectations and like eh, not really into that. I enjoy seeing girls like that a lot. That's true. I feel like there needs to be more of that on the dating shows because I feel like they're always just like, oh, like, I'll, I'll pick the one that I most like because I don't want to get kicked off of the show. But I would definitely be the person that's like, please don't talk to me. I'm sure you're nice, but I just don't really vibe with you right now. <laughs> and and that would make great television. And then they would try to convince you to stay on and pursue your match. <laughs> Yeah, no, probably. Or they would yeah. hate me and like the the fans would hate. They'd be like, get this girl off of the show. She's a bitch. What'd you come on here for if you're not open to love? Yeah, I goes either way. Yeah. So on Wipeout, how did you do, by the way? Did you wipe out? Did you do well? Um, I did pretty well. I reached the second round, um, which was funny because after the first round, I don't know what. When you're filling out the thing, it's like, can you swim? And, like, I can swim, but I'm not, like, a very strong swimmer. And match, like, add that onto you have, like, a wetsuit and shoes on. So it was, like, impossible oh. to swim. Yes. And um, <laughs> I, during the first round, there was, like, mud. There was so much just, I was, it was a whirlwind. Like, I got to the finish platform and, like, um, Camille Kostek was trying to just, like, be nice and fun and, like, do her little thing. And I was like, I need a moment. Like, I am going to die. Like, please give me a moment. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but I was like, I called my mom. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I hope I don't pass. But then we made it to the second round. So I was like, all right, I got it. I got to do this. And we made it pretty far, except my partner. It was like a, a duo. Yes. And love her to pieces. But she couldn't get past the first little, like, roundabout thing. Mm -hmm. Um and she was just like crying and she's like john cena's gonna see me cry it's actually <laughs> iconic though <laughs> yeah no it was yeah. so funny so luckily for her i didn't have to do too much of the second round and go endure all that pain but um we did pretty well i don't think i would ever do it again but it was an experience for sure <laughs> which was harder squid game in terms of challenges squid game or wipeout 
definitely Wipeout was harder in terms of challenges because I yeah. think Squid Games was a lot more just like mental, like chance based things. Um, Red Light, Green Light, however, was very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but in like terms of everything, like I didn't leave Red Light, Green Light wanting to like cry and call my mom. So, <laughs> got it. Got it. Before we dive into Red Light, Green Light, because I definitely have questions about that game. Um, What was casting like for this show? What were you pitched the show was and how did they find you? It was so long. Um, It's funny because I fully applied myself. Like there was no casting people that reached out to me, which for Wipeout and stuff, that was not the case. Um, But I was just scrolling on TikTok and I came across one of those little videos like Squid Game Challenges Casting win 4.56 million dollars and I'm the type of person who just like put things into the universe and I'm like well if it's for me then I'm supposed to be on it um so I was laying in bed and I'm like I'm gonna apply it was like right after um applications went open um and so I applied I got like a call back maybe like two weeks later when I was at work and I was just completely baffled they're like you're actually perfect for this we'd love to set up another interview and I'm like no way like I didn't even (laughs) I couldn't even imagine that they would have just like picked my name out of the hat and been like yeah this girl Um, but I'm so grateful they did Uh, and so there was like a couple different rounds they had to like do a little filming like casting video that they sent over to Netflix producers Um, but I didn't hear back until maybe like three, two weeks prior to filming, like the main, like, yes, you were good to go. You're casted. So it's kind of up in the air from like July all the way through November, December. And then we filmed in January. And this was, this was January of 20 of like last year, obviously, because Um, we haven't even hit it. It was the, yeah, the 2023 January. So like the beginning of this year. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you guys didn't have to keep thing under wraps necessarily as long as some shows do, which is nice. Yeah. No, it was super nice. It was still so hard, but it was like, it was hard telling like not everybody where I was going. Um, I know that like a couple people, when I turned back on my phone after getting it back, I had a couple text messages. Like, did you die? Like, are you okay? Because I'm always posting on social media. So for yes. me, just like, completely go missing for a week two weeks like it was very random and um people were a little concerned (laughs) I don't blame them and I think it would actually be really hard for me to keep tight lips but for 4.56 million dollars at I mean a shot at it I could do it did what was your strategy some shows they pitch you something completely irrelevant and then you get there and you're surprised but it's actually nice that you knew what you were applying for um so what was your game plan well it's really funny because i watched squid games like the original show maybe four different times um i was obsessed with it even prior to like this coming out so like i was like well i love squid games um so i kind of had like the idea of how the like show worked and like there's twists and turns and never really everything isn't what it seems so going into it which is really funny you ask this because prior to red light green light you know they have like the chatting and i think they showed lorenzo and brighton like doing a little convo and they're like oh yes like the little before things Mm -hmm. um they pulled me for one of those they cut it out of the show but it was me and this other guy named jordan not jordan 222 there was like three jordans on the show um but he's from new york and we were talking about just like our strategies and he was like oh i've practiced this like i have this strategy down pat and then it just cuts to me and i'm just like i have no strategy i'm just here i'm taking (laughs) it day by day like i'm just here for a silly little time and if i make it 
pretty far, then I make it far. And it was just supposed to be that way. Like, I don't think that you could like really prepare for right. Squid Games because you never know what was going to be thrown at you. And I wouldn't have wanted to like waste time preparing for things that I didn't really need to do. Um, so my strategy was just going into it and just doing my best and staying present in the moment um, and just kind of giving it my all when it mattered. And I think you have a leg up on the fact that you had seen the series four times just because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like ingrained in you what people did to pass each challenge. Um, it, what did you think of Dalgona and what shape did you get? Because they didn't show you very much except for your reaction no. to somebody like dying, which dying, was hilarious. Yeah. yeah like die. I am so glad that they put that in. I wrote in my little diary that I was like, it was the greatest shot. I'm so glad they got it because the camera was right in front of my face. And I was like, I would be surprised if they did not Um, I got circle. So it was a okay. miracle. When they were having their little fighting situation, I was like stressed out. They cut to me like after they chose the shapes and it was just like sobs, which was yes. very, I don't care how I felt. Um, it was just really like high stakes and emotional. They didn't really do a great job for, like presenting that in the series, like how stressed out we were, yeah. um, which from like a viewer's point of view, it looks like everyone was just overreacting and like, are they crying? Um, but it was very like, stressful stressful yes and so <laughs> yeah um but i did dalgona i loved it i'm such a like i said i'm a i'm a squid games nerd so i was just like running into that room like seeing the giant like sandbox with the playground i was like that is awesome um and the game itself like i was so nervous i've never like tried it there was people in there that would like make the cookies themselves and like have little like tips and tricks for every little thing like um rick the old man he was giving everybody tips like for their each shape they have and they're like well if you have the star you have to do the corners first and so everyone was like sharing information mm -hmm. and was being very helpful which i don't think they even really showed that as well not at all um, <laughs> <laughs> um but it was honestly really fun i was really stressed out right. and usually i have like insane anxiety around things like this and i'd like shake but the entire time during Squid Games, I'd never had like any shaking, any anxiety, which is really abnormal for me. And I think it was just like the the state of being so uh, like unable to control your surroundings just made me be like, okay, like I'm here, like nothing's gonna happen that wasn't supposed to happen. So if I don't make the cookie, I wasn't supposed to go further, um, which I think is a good way to uh, like attack a game that's so chance-based and luck-based. Did it take um, as... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just going to say that it was super fun to, like, do the cookie game and, like, to complete it was even, like, more cool. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I could actually do this. Like, it put a little bit of confidence in me for, like, moving forward in the games. And plus, like, I think I would want Circle, like, the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, Oh, that's that... why I was sobbing. I was yes. like, yes, please. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> right. Like, what? thank you, God. One thing. One thing because I need it. You know, I would feel that way. What was the process like? So they go through the lines and they have everybody in separate lines for separate shapes. Was it mm -hmm. as quick as they made it seem in the edit or... Like, like, yeah. do you think that they picked people who were super emotive, like umbrella guy, um, to have to be the make or break, or did that just happen naturally? No, it just happened so naturally, which was crazy. Wow. Like I said, it was so stressful in those rooms. Like we walked into the rooms in my diary. I was rereading it before today. 
um, just to kind of like put myself back where I was. And right. I said that like in over the loudspeaker and everything, they were telling you like, don't line up into your lines yet. Like just talk, like gather into groups, and, like talk about what was happening. But everyone just immediately lined up into lines. Like no one just like gave it a second to like sit and think. So I think it went a lot faster than production even wanted it to go because everyone just started lining up. Okay. Um, <laughs> which was pretty crazy and i know that there was like questions about like oh like the tv like on the screen like did it actually look that good and it did like i that was the first time because i was like we all look crusty we all look like dusty we have don't have any makeup like we haven't like had our normal routines and i looked at the screen i'm like oh okay so like we're gonna actually look kind of decent on this show because just it's like so high quality and like crazy to like live view what was happening yes. in the little mini room um, but yeah, there was a lot of yelling at everybody. I know that when we got down to like the second or third people, everyone was like running to the front of the lines and like, don't, don't switch. Like, stay I remember true. That. And blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty crazy. It actually happened. That part happened pretty fast. So red light, green light is the opposite. Red light, green light took a lot longer than it looked like. Was the reason for yeah. this in your opinion, just to make sure that a lot of people got out because the certain number of beds, or was it just like hard to have 450 people race? I think that it was just hard having 450 people race. Like I remember it being so crowded. Um, I was like, people were like fighting to get to the front of the line to like even start the thing. And I remember just being like, it's okay. Like those people can have their upfront moment. Like I'm going to make it to the dorms. So I'll be seen there. I don't need to have to freak out about getting red light, green light front row. Yes. Uh -huh. um, but even like the first couple runs, like it was so hard to even like not run in a pack because everyone was so squished together. Um, but I, I think that ultimately the red light, green light process took so long because one, they had to get shots. So, like they had... Um, cameras from all over the place and they had like mm. a drone going around um but they also had the adjudication process which they like did you watch the behind the scenes like the making of squid games yet on netflix no, it's like a 30 minute little series it's actually really cool you should watch it oh my but God, it like I goes will. into like yeah i know it goes like into the behind the scenes of each game and like how they like made everything work um and they had like this motion sensor little program that they made and it like lights people up red on the behind the scene thing if people were moving and then they would have adjudicators come in and like make sure that they were moving to cut them out um but i didn't from my point of view like i don't think it was they had a quota obviously they probably had to like get at least half of us out because that's how the game like went but i think it was just such a hard game and it was so cold that people just didn't realize they were moving a little bit more than they were the way I never hard. even thought about that. I've I never even occurred to me that there would be more than one camera crew there. It never occurred it, to me that you would have to not move while someone's potentially like right in front of you. That alone would make me nervous and I could fall just from that. Like, uh, yeah. Like even when I go to the eye doctor, like when you're not supposed to like move your eyes, like I just like twitch. So if you I say don't do it. Out. Yeah, exactly. And there was a time when I was like right in front of the finish line. And I could have gone in the last group, but I was like, slow and steady wins the race. I don't want to like go over the line after the song stops and then get myself eliminated. So I was sitting there and it was an extra really long pause. They had like the camera crew film like the victories of the people in the group in front of me. And they did that for a couple minutes. And then they did their regular like filming process. 
Um, and they had like two different eliminations in between that. So they had the first elimination that like you hear all the pops go around and you can't like look because you don't want to get like eliminated. Oh, so shit. you just hear it and you're just sitting there and you have your hands in your pockets. And you're just like looking forward. And then they did all the cheering. And then they did another one at the end. They like, I wasn't expecting. And my head like twitched like this. Like I'm right in front of the finish line and I'm going to get eliminated because I had the smallest amount of reaction to the pops. And I was just sitting there. It was the longest minute of my life waiting to see if I was getting eliminated or not. And I was like, are you kidding? Like right in front of the finish line, I'm going to get eliminated. And for some reason, I I guess I didn't move as much as I thought because I was able to go. <laughs> and I was that was like a moment where I was like, are you joking? Like I made it all of this way. Like I made it five hours into this thing and I still like was going to get out. But I made it. <laughs> I feel like that's good information because I feel like that kind of confirms to what people wanted to know, which is like, could some people who we suspect may have moved like, cause you're talking like statue, you know, and the capabilities of some people to truly not do that. I know that there's at least been lots of speculation as to like who may have been moved forward, who may not have. Yeah. I feel like they probably had a little bit of leniency for like a little bit of a reaction, of which movement. may be what other people see when they say so-and-so moved. you know what I mean? Like, just like... Yeah, a, it could be. It, it's right. just such a, like, you never know. Like, there's so many people, and obviously, like, the one thing going into this whole thing was, I do not want to get out in red light, green light. I don't want to go home the first day. So, right. I mean, I empathize with those people that are, like, upset about getting out that day who might have not felt like they moved because... I, I'm like, perception is reality. So if they like fully believe that they did not move, like they didn't move in their brain, so they should have moved on. But right. I mean, you never know. There's so many things going on. Like they would like warn you, like don't like shiver too much or else it's going to like go off. Oh so. my God. It's like, <laughs> how do you control like that? Shivering. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was pretty crazy. I honestly think like that was one of the most insane things I've ever done in my life. Um, it truly made me feel like a badass. Like I was like, oh, I can, I can do this. Like I, I have it in me to win Squid Games if I can get past this. It's also kind of yeah, like a no. nine hour long quiet game. Cause you can't yeah, really talk. No. <laughs> like it's like, it's like it, the longest <laughs> quiet game ever. Like, like you just stand there. It was really funny watching like my friends just dive onto the ground, which like watching it in post, you're like, why did they do that? But I mean, it makes sense. It's fun. I, at one point, yeah, I know. It's so it's so fun. You could do right. a little dive, uh, hit your head on the floor, maybe. No, yeah, fuck it. A little head injury, <laughs> little workers' comp. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they did it though, because the one time I did go on the ground, I was like sh like shaking there because I didn't have anything planted the right way. I was kind of like my limbs were all up in the air, so right. like holding that for like twenty minutes was pretty crazy. Just like, so I'm like once I did that I was like no I'm making it to the end I don't care I feel like that I feel like the people who laid down fully with no body weight being like no muscles used like that's the easiest thing because they weren't worrying about like when you come to a stop twitching. like your body yes or twitching you're just fully like you know on the ground like there's less to see too <laughs> yeah no it was crazy though like I I don't know people are always like oh would you do it again and like half of me wants to say no but the other half of me is so competitive I would do it again in a heartbeat <laughs> I was gonna ask you that towards the end of the episode so if casted for if they reached out to you for season two would you give it a try again 
I would, and I'm not even going to lie, I applied for season two, so we'll see. Cool. <laughs> like, they took me away too early. I was having, like, such a great game. Yes. And, like, we can get into that. But I was really, like, playing it exactly how I wanted to. I think I was, like, being friendly with everybody. So, like, I had a good group of, like, just people I could trust. But then I also wasn't being too outwardly strategic. So people weren't, like, threatened by me. Because I know I had a lot of friends in there, like, specifically Figgy, who, like, she was all strategy. And, like, I love that for her. She's a survivor queen. So, like, of yes. course she would be thinking strategically. Um, but we met the day of Red Light, Green Light. Um, just like intense waiting and stuff so I got really close to her throughout the games but I like I said I'm a silly little goose so I couldn't be all strategy all the time and I'm like Figgy I love you I'm gonna let you go do your strategic thing I'm gonna go chat with my friends and just run around <laughs> you're like you go figure shit out I'm gonna talk to people so I'll I'll go there actually I, I'll, I'll skip ahead a little bit so your alliance was Figgy and who else who else were you like allied with yeah, so, like, strategically, I feel like Figgy was my main, like, strategic alliance where, like, I would go to her and we'd talk about strategy. Um, for everyone else, I feel like I had just, like, trust with them, but I was never, like, strategic, if that makes sense. Got like, it. I was just more, like, French with them, but I think a lot of people in the games, like, they weren't really thinking, like, very strategically. I think it's because the money was just, like, still, even though we were there, like it wasn't real for us. Like we would see the piggy bank, but we're like, there's like, there's such a small chance we would get it. So I think for most people, like they weren't thinking too strategically um, as far as like my friends go. Um, but I was mainly just strategic with Figgy. And then she had like friends, like she was friends with Trey and Leanne and she was friends with um, Chad and Brownie, um, their snack pack. As they oh like yes, to call it. I saw that actually. <laughs> I saw like some TikTok about that, I think. Yeah, which is really funny. Um, I love it. They're they're just so great. But they're great people too. So I like kind of was more strategic there. And then I had additional just like friendships with people around the dorms. Um, like Hannah, I think she was zero three six. So she was uh -huh. right behind me. I feel like a lot of people kept like really close to their like number neighbors because most of sense. my like friends were in the lower numbers. Like I had Emma, which was zero two one. Um, and just like, I don't know, and like, there's Erin, she got out in Dalgana, and then Melissa, who made it through Marbles. Um, so I had like a good little group of friends. And they made it kind of like, far. Yeah. Yeah, no, they made it far. I was so bummed for my friend Jordan, 222, um, and AK, I don't know what his number is. Um, and Chris, because they got out at the, the female alliance. And one one hand, I'm like, go girlies. Like, I love you guys. Like, yes. yes, like girl power. But the other hand, I'm like, oh, my God, all my friends, like they got robbed because of it. Which yes. I couldn't imagine being in their like position and being like, are you joking? Like, I made it this far. But that's probably how I felt with battleships. Like, it's just kind of like, it is what it is. And it just wasn't in their cards to go any further. Did you notice that some people kept a distance from everybody for that reason so that they feel less bad about having to sabotage certain people or just not wanting to be on people's radar? I feel like Mai did a great job at that because I honestly didn't talk to her much. And I made a point of walking around the dorms and like when I wanted to sleep, I was like, nope, I'm going to go around and I'm going to talk to everybody I can because like Netflix casted all these people for like one reason or another, like everyone's awesome in here. And I want to like make as many friendships as I can. If right. I'm not going to come out with the $4 million, I want to come out with a bunch of friends, which I yes. did. 
Um, but I, there was just like a few people that like kind of kept their distance. I didn't really talk to Brighton much. Like I would try to occasionally be like, Hey, like just to get to know him a little bit better because everyone had really strong opinions of him. And I'm like the type of person that I just want to like genuinely like have a conversation with someone before I make any like judgments or accusations. Um, but I didn't really get a chance to like chat with him too much. Maybe it was just like the times that I would go up to him, he was busy or whatever, but Um, on the outside, after we got eliminated, because we got out on the same game, um, we got to chat a little bit more. Um, oh, cool. But, you and Brian. Yeah. yeah not I like, like him. Super, yeah, he's, he's um, he truly is himself, is what I like to say. Um, he's unapologetically himself, and I cannot fault him for that. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel, I feel the same way. Like, he's like a you-take-it-or-leave-it type person. I personally like him. I'm excited to see him on Perfect Match season two. Yeah. I've heard the team no, that he's on it. Him. Like some of the guys yeah. that do the fuckery aren't. And it's like, you shouldn't be so audacious. But he, I saw the picture of him and his boxers or whatever that someone tweeted. And they're like, all forgiven to Brighton. I'm like, yes. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, so, no, yeah. He was, he's super kind. But um, he's a nice guy glad I got to chat with him but yeah I'm I like look at that... his ass you're like he's a nice guy the two totally different types of um but yeah I... my I say my was really strategic and like I think a lot of like the top um like 12 even like I didn't really chat with them much so I think they kind of like just kept themselves in the group so obviously keeping to yourself like got you far I think that's what I would have done because I'm so... Like, I'm outspoken and I make friends easily, but I'm such an empath that to let that many people in, if I have a shot for $5 million, I would have to sabotage or lie at least one point and it would make me feel better to not know them. You know what I mean? No, 100%. I think Mai just like exemplified that, especially in like the circle of trust when she was like, oh, uh, I did, I put it on, um, who did she put it on? Amanda. She's like, I put it on Amanda's instead of Roland's. Um, yes. So just like being able to just like white lie, I think genuinely like ultimately got her to win. <laughs> Let me shut this really quick. I agree with you. Okay, you're fine. I'm going to shut my shit. I like don't even think you can see me anymore. <laughs> what were we talking about my ADHD? We were talking about my, okay, and keeping to yourself. So yeah. that's actually a good question I wanted to know. Who did you picture vi- like winning versus who actually made it to the finale? I was rooting for Chad, I think. Um, he was just such a nice guy. And I got the chance to, like, talk to him and meet him. But I think he was, like, one, just, like, too big of a guy that he, like, drew attention to him. Uh, I was really voting, like, hoping that he would win because I know that he made it past. Um, and then I was rooting for Jordan, 2-2-2. Two, two, two. I love Chad. Yeah. I just had to look up who that is. Yeah, love no. Chad. <laughs> Let me look up that Jordan, was, like, too. He was such a sweetheart. Um, Jordan is the guy with the the blonde hair and the mustache, the Australian guy. I'm obsessed with him. I love him. I think he looks like he. Oh, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> he <does>. <laughs> <laughs> and he responded no, to me see- on Instagram when I said that. So um, I was like, Ooh, I yay. love that. Yeah, no, he's such a nice guy. Um, he like does yoga and he's like into fitness and health and just like we. It was nice to like talk to people in the dorms that like you actually had com- like commonalities. Yes, because it passed the time because there wasn't a lot of things to do. (laughs) 
Wait, and Jordan made it so far. Actually, now that I just saw him, he was like, I, I was like, you might win. And then when I saw him go home, I was like, that has to be so disappointing. Now I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. No, it's just so, it's so disappointing. And like, I think for me, like what made it a little bit better was that I went out really like not having like any like thing to do with my elimination. Like I just had to sit in my boat and then hope I didn't get hit. And it was just all up to chance. Um, So I think that like made it a little bit better. There wasn't anything for me to like really regret. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, if I only got in a different boat, but it's like, you never know. Like it's just literally up to chance. Yes, at that point, your line of thinking actually works out really well, where you're just kind of trusting if it's meant to happen for me, it will. Um, Yeah. And, you know, sometimes God keeps us from blessings that we don't know what to do with yet. So sometimes I think about it like that, too. That's what I'm thinking. I, like, got out. I'm like, it's okay. If, like, this wasn't for me, there's something else in the future that I'm going to be doing that I wasn't supposed to win Squid Games for. <laughs> yes. And the, what they say something about, like, like fast money or something. I forget what the saying is, but it's, like, fast money. Like, you lose it quickly or you, something like there's that. There's, like, a lot of problems that come with it. Exactly. I was um, thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh my God, like the world knows that Maya just got $4 million. I'd be kind of scared. Like I wasn't thinking about that until like the other day. And I was like, that's actually terrifying. I have been thinking of that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, does she, what is she going to do to separate herself, protect herself? I can't it's imagine crazy. That. And like, I... I'm honestly, like, I'm really happy with the way that the edit was. And, like, even though I only said, like, eight words in passing on the show and they just showed me crying a lot, um, I'm, like, okay with that because I think that, like, it's such a big show that I, like, wouldn't want the additional just, like, bad edit or, like, attention that a lot of people, like, got. I think I am also the type of podcast that likes to to talk about people who didn't get enough screen time. And when I went to your socials, I thought you were so interesting. So like you have such a nice presence. I love your voice. So I was like, oh, like I, why didn't we get more Megan? Like what the fuck? So that's when that's I reached what out. I'm saying, you know, they more literally Megan. cut out. I did so many interviews. Like I felt bad because they were like calling me for the like interviews every like day and there was people who like hadn't been interviewed at all and I was like on my seventh one and I was like I am so sorry like and so I was expecting to have like some sort of chat that they put in but it's okay it all happened for a reason and I think it's because of the crazy following that Squid Game has but I mean Figgy had like a great edit like I feel like Figgy she was great which is I think like it was a good thing that I was strategically like aligned with her but at the same time like people were so like sussed out by Figgy because she was always plotting and she was always being her strategic self that I was like this that's why I kind of kept my distance a little bit too as well and like went to be a little fun and silly because I didn't want to be too outwardly strategic where in like the dorms like that is seen as a very bad thing for like all the public eliminations like I feel like if Figgy were to like make it through if she didn't make enough like good alliances like there could have been a moment where like people would have seen her as a threat. Is there anybody who got a surprisingly good edit that you thought was horrible to interact? Maybe not horrible, but just unpleasant. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind Um, of like a... I'm thinking through, honestly, like, it's so funny because I think Netflix did a really great job casting the show in the terms of, like, casting good people. Like, everyone in there was so kind and so, like, genuine 
that like it almost kind of bit them in the back a little bit I think because they wanted more like conniving like backstabbing moments and I really don't think they got that much because I think after Red Light Green Light we were also bonded as a group so we didn't really want to like we would always pick like the the nicer option which I think a lot of people like we're hoping for a lot more backstabbing and like meanness but I mean you're with these people like all day for like days on end there's nothing to do except for drink water and chat so you get to know a lot of people like really well um and for the most part like everyone was super like cool and down to earth um there was nobody that I really like didn't like I feel like I if there was somebody that like gave me bad vibes I would just not go around them but like I think that they got like cut out or if there was any like I never like they've never made it right to like the longer so it was it was um it was interesting in that way because I feel like you would imagine that there would be a lot more backstabbing and a lot more like people being rude and not having a good edit but I think everyone was like pretty overall cool <laughs> I, I feel like that's why they had to manufacture and curate drama within the edits because like um Aurora and Dylan's marble game you yeah know, like that edit and then um Ashley's edit on the glass bridge Chad spilled the tea and he was like no like she actually did jump the, it, the hate that they get is to the level of death threats for stuff like yeah. that and I'm like we don't need that edit really to be honest which is we don't I feel like uh, genuinely like overall I think Netflix did a great job with the way that they edited the show like there was so much footage to pull from I couldn't imagine like having to sift through that and like create a story off of like people that you weren't necessarily thinking were gonna go to the end and then you have to like go back and find all the footage you know um and I think that they could have done a lot better of a job by just kind of showing like the day-to-day and like just showing a little bit more about like the bonding experience that we all had and I know that we all weren't like main characters and they wanted to focus on building those storylines but as a viewer I'd be a lot more interested in learning about more people absolutely do you guys still keep in contact today like I know it's a lot but is there a group text is are people mostly on good terms we have a group whatsapp that's like 200 people deep it's funny because wow. there's a, a, a squid game one for like the people who got out in red light green light and then there's one for the people who are in the dorms and then my circle squad has our own little like <laughs> group chat so we, we all keep in contact um we're all like hanging out with each other like we literally like all of the san diego and la people went to go um to the squid game the experience the other weekend oh, yes so it's like it's really fun and I think I'm kind of sad because now that the show's out and like all the show like episodes are over there's gonna be less reasons for us to all get together but I know that like me and my friends are like really adamant about staying in touch and like doing things because like I said if I wasn't gonna make the like win the 4.56 million dollars I was gonna make some friends and I think we all came out of it with like lifelong friends. That's really cute. I feel like that's a common theme that I've heard from people who specifically do Netflix shows, like Surviving Paradise, um, Love is Blind. Even if things don't work out, they end up, and potentially it's a trauma bond, you know? Like, yeah, we no, all I went definitely this think together. it was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's like, um, 
Um, wait, when they show clips of people being picked up on the side of the road, like in Squid Games, was that real? Like, what happened to you guys? I think that happened. Um, we did get picked up by SUVs to get taken to the airport. Okay. Um, but I think that was definitely like post production when they would go to like the the hometowns. Um, okay, cool. But we did get picked up in an SUV to go take it, get taken to the airport. But it wasn't right. as creepy. Because <laughs> it looked like like some people were just like like where did you go to get picked up they'd like go to this corner you know um yeah just like a random corner no they came to my house so it was nice and (laughs) come to my address um I want to ask about some of the conditions so first of all I want to know did the guards did you talk like have did you hear anyone's voice Mm. or is this like the guards in London it was so sad. I wanted them to talk. I would like blow kisses at them. I'd give them little waves. I'd be like, hey, like I'd give them a face when I was walking by them. I was just like, can you like guys chat? Yes. Um, but they didn't talk, sadly. Okay. I never got to see what they looked like. But I do know there was one lady because you could just tell okay. by the way someone's built. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so it's like there's lots of squid guards and then one squid lady guard. But do you know where it, they like, slept? They're really ominous. Oh, I don't. I okay. feel like. It would make no sense for them to like sleep on the premises. I picture them I mean, sleeping I right outside the door just because they made them seem so ominous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, I think that they just like came in and filmed, but obviously, like, I don't know that for sure. Um, there could very well, but I would imagine it would be just kind of like around the clock. They like switch out if they're needed, but. They they didn't they weren't there like all the time, but they would come in like and they would stand ominously in the corners of the rooms, I don't know, on that like ledge. Right. And then they would just come out and like march whenever something was happening. I wonder and if they give got us our paid. Food. Like I'm like, do they get oh, paid for this? Because so. easy. I think that they like probably were actors because I it says I th- I'm pretty sure I skimmed through the making of the Squid Games, but I'm pretty sure they like brought in a whole team and had them like really like practice to walk like a guard and stuff. Um, but I'm pretty sure they were actors hired. Imagine one's like Seth Rogen. He like removes his mask. Like, hey guys. <laughs> I was hoping, well, it was funny. There was a lot of conspiracy theories because the uh, IMDb page had, who the hell was it? There was like some celebrity that there was like rumors going around like, oh, they're going to be here. And we were like, there's going to be celebrities here. And so like during Red Light, Green Light, there was just all this speculation that there was going to be random celebrities. I'm like, well, maybe he'll be a guard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll never see him. (laughs) Yeah, but it was funny. And it's like no celebrities. I did wish that they would have brought in like the old, like the original cast or something. And like. That would have been so cool. Like a little like, hey guys, like here's the cast. I was really hoping for that, but. <laughs> Even a video from the Squid Games original cast, like, hey guys, we see what you're doing here. Super cool. I would have been into it. That would have been so cool, but what a- it's okay. <laughs> what kind of food did you guys eat? Did you guys eat any of the fresh stuff that we saw people cook, cutting up? It was so gross. Um, we definitely did, but it was okay. disgusting. I... My least favorite food in the world is carrots. And I kid you not, like, before going into Squid Games, I don't even touch carrots. Like, I will pick them out of every meal that I have. Um, But in Squid Games, every meal had carrots except for our breakfast. And obviously, like, you don't have a lot of food, so you're going to eat them. So I ate carrots every day. (laughs) I was really upset about it. Um, But they had, like, rotating meals. Um, 
okay. not good, not seasoned. Um, they had like no sodium in them really, except for the meatballs because that was frozen meatball. I know that because I could okay. taste the sodium. Got it. Um, but it's like came in a little tin and there was a couple of times where like they weren't evenly like distributed. And so I'd open the tin and there would be like, like little amounts of food. I'm like, this is not okay. And so I complained to production. I was like, you guys, like they're not even evenly like given to people which is like I'm like a five two little girl like I couldn't imagine a big strong man like trying to nourish himself off of like if he happened to get the tin that I got yes um, so they did get better after we complained but um, okay, there was like yeah it wasn't the greatest food we had like oatmeal that was not very delicious and or seasoned in the morning um but I ate it and then it was just kind of like rice and like boiled chicken and like okay. eggs and like really gross noodles. The one standout meal that was disgusting the most was when we were, I think, waiting to go into Dalgana. And it was um, like little noodles, like little pasta noodles. And it was like they took tomato sauce, distilled it with water or something, and then poured like the watery pasta sauce onto the pasta and it was just like the most gross pasta I've ever had with like the most weird peas and like carrots in Ew. it. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I mean it obviously they had to consult with a nutritionist and like make sure that exactly. we were getting the proper nutrients, but it was not five star dining. <laughs> it's giving food pyramid. Like, oh you guys have your vegetable and your this and your grain. There you go. It's like you would see the cameras and like I would love to like watch where the cameras would like move to because I'm like, oh, that's where the tea's happening. That's who's having the juicy convos. Um, but there was just so many cameras. And like, I feel like most people would get tripped out by that. But like, I live for it. I'm like, no, put me on Big Brother. I need to be the live feed. Like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what you're on next. <laughs> my last question about the conditions is, did you guys actually sleep in the bunk beds or did you get to go to a hotel at night? <laughs> We got to sleep in the bunk beds once we were in the dorms, like after Red Light, Green Light, and they like took us to the filming for everything else. So we, we didn't leave that building. And so we slept in the bunks. It was really fun. I was actually like so excited about it. I used to go to like Girl Scout camp. So it reminded me of that, but like on a really weird, like extreme level. Um, but I slept <laughs> in the fourth bunk up because I didn't want to be at the very top. Figgy, Figgy's like, I'll go on the very top. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, but I was on the fourth level and it was so cool to just like look around. And at one point there was like a magic show going on. One of the magicians in there was like doing a magic show. And I was perched up on my little bunk and I was just looking over down at it. I had like an aerial view of the magic show. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. Was it high up? Like were, were, were people scared that they would fall out of bed if they had a nightmare? I think so. Uh, luckily, like I slept like a baby. Like I was kind of nervous I was gonna roll over, but then it was so high up. They had like a like a safety briefing when we first got in there. Like, okay, this is how you get into your bunk, and this is how you get out of your bunk. <laughs> I'm they, so like, sorry. <laughs> no, you're so fine. Um, but they like constructed it to be like the safest that it could be. Um, but it was kind of terrifying. That's why I didn't want to be on the top because I'm like I can go on the fourth one, but the top one's a little stressful to me. <laughs> Absolutely. I would not, I wouldn't be able to sleep on the top one. That would, that would paranoia me. I think also being in close quarters might give me anxiety, but it is a sense of like safety and numbers. So it goes, it goes either way. Yeah. Allegedly there was a lot of snoring, but I was asleep and I did not hear any. <laughs> Except you, Dr. V did snore. Could you bring um, earplugs or no? No, but uh, there was a few people who snuck them in. <laughs> 
Definitely. I co-signed that. I would have too. Um, is there anything that you have learned from this experience? Like, is there anything that you learned or is there anything that you like changed about your perception on reality TV? Yeah, not necessarily reality TV itself, because it was so cool. Like, I'm very, like, interested in the production side of things. I was running up to, like, the cameraman being like, how expensive is this camera? Like, what? <laughs> like, I was just trying to get all the behind the scenes tea. I was, like, talking to all the producers when they would pull for interviews. And I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, so, like, how long have you been doing this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, how did you get into this? And it seems just really fun um, to be on, like, the producing side of things. But as far as like learning about myself, um, I've learned that I am able to like handle a lot more than I did originally think that I could, um, specifically with like anxiety. Like I kind of briefly touched on it earlier, but I don't have anxiety anymore. Like I used to like be just in a bundle of anxiety and like I would just shake and cry at everything. And I might have cried on Squid Games, but I didn't like get stressed out or shake at all. And moving like outside of the games I like has continued in my life so I'm like completely different person I was like talking about this with my boss the other day and I was like no like it honestly like made me such a like more well-rounded human which was crazy like just being in those conditions and like being able to like be true to myself one and like be strong and be able to handle it and just kind of go to London on a whim and not know what's going to happen um which is why I got my tattoo it's healing right now but I got the flowers to be like symbolize the growth that I felt like inside and just like being true to myself it's kind of healing and crusty so don't judge it too hard but then I got my little number and like the squid game um you're so so I had that drawn (laughs) thank you I know I had that drawn for like since February when I got out and I was like okay I'll wait till it comes out and like see the final edit and it's like it's something I want to put on my body for life and I was like yeah it is it was just such like a great experience overall. I think that I've heard overall that like from even from surviving paradise, it can be such a transformative experience to like step out and do something truly on your own, like completely independent and just kind of bet on yourself. Um, And I feel like that is part of what you were feeling as you like finished this experience. Like you took the time, you bet on yourself, you, um, tried hard and you had no one around you that you're like, cause you like no one brought families and had them just staying at no. hotels. I'm assuming. Yeah. No, no one brought their family, but, um, Leanne and Trey were so lucky. And my friend Melissa actually went auditioned and like got on with her dad, but her dad got out and read like green light. But it's funny you say that because I was sitting outside and I was in my like 15 minute outside time with Trey and Leanne. And I was just like, oh, that's just so cool that like you get to be here with like your mom. And I just started bawling my eyes out because I was like, I miss my family. Like this is like the first moment that I actually like got to sit and think about that. And um, she was like, it's okay, I'll be your squid mom. And so for the rest of the time now I'm like forever her squid daughter and she's my squid mom. Um, but it was just like super crazy to be away from my family and do all this and I'd wake up every morning and I'd like go to the bathroom I'd just be like sitting there getting ready and I'd be like my parents still know I'm gone like it was like this weird sense of just like they're proud of me for still being here but then they miss me but it's just like such a crazy cool experience that I know that they were really rooting for me and they were so bummed when I got out but they're just so like overall uh like just happy that I got to have the experience and just 
be on my own and like test my limits. <laughs> so it was just super cool to be able to like do that. And I know my mom is just so funny and like just bragging to everybody like oh, Megan look at Megan oh ha, ha. and she'll come into my room she'll be like my friend said this about the show and I'm like oh Aww. that's really sweet but it, it's really fun to have like your friends and family rooting for you and even like outside of it it's like okay like I was rooting for myself and like everyone's rooting for me like at home it's just kind of like that sense of like knowing that that it's not necessarily tangible with like texting them and like getting that confirmation but you know it in your brain. So it's like, it. What it's what kept me going. I think that's a really good way to look at it. Just like being somewhere, like being on a show that everybody's watching, That that is a cool feeling too. And just knowing that you did that, they casted you for a reason. So I think that's all good yeah. things to like focus on from the experience. Did you guys get paid? Can you say that? Like, were you at least? Um, I think I can say, but we didn't get paid. Um, but they did pay for our like flight over there and our like room at the hotel and our like food. Okay. Um, so we didn't get paid to be there. Like on other shows, you get paid to just exist right. in the space. Um, but I feel like it was just such a large show. Like most of probably that budget went to just getting us all over there because there was like 456 people plus probably some like alternatives if people got cut and they needed to replace people. Yes. So it was just probably like a huge expense. So I know that a lot of people are like salty about it, but I mm -hmm. think it's, I, I mean, I'm like, I signed up to be on Squid Games. Like, yes, I get I'm it not for you. i expecting to get paid. Yeah. yeah. For you, it was the experience and probably like, but like, you know, $10 an hour for 456 people. That's a lot of money. So, you know, maybe, maybe. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything that you did. I think everyone's yes. going to enjoy this episode. I like the behind the scenes that we got. I like that we got to know more about your game. I'm going to have everybody follow you on TikTok, on Instagram. It's M-E-G-A-N. Marie with three E's and an underscore on TikTok. Wait, on Instagram. Instagram. Yes. yes. <laughs> no underscore on TikTok. And I'm going to stay no. tuned so I can watch you go to raves. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see you end up on Surviving Paradise or Squid Games too. Oh, We're going to manifest it. I'm like it. crossing my fingers. I'm manifesting it because I have a lot more in me to give that Squid Game didn't necessarily like show. So I'm excited. I, I think it'll be good. <laughs> I love every single one of you listening. If you're new here, welcome. My recaps are frequent. They are often. I try to do them consistently right after everything's put out. So follow, subscribe, leave a review if you're new here. And if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, rate it five stars. If you loved it, if you love me. <laughs> and then I'll see you guys for my next episode.